Hello and welcome to episode number 22 of News of the Nerd, a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. And today we will be talking about episode four of Secret Invasion. I am Jason and I am here with a scroll imposter of my brother slash co-host, Ben. Hello, I am Ben. How can I know? Because I look like him. Well, that's proof enough for me. How do I know you're not a scroll? Because everyone's a fucking scroll at this point. So obviously we will be talking spoilers about Secret Invasion Episode 4, but before we get to that, there is a bit of news this week. So shall we start with the news and then get into... Because it's a shorter episode of Secret Invasion anyway, so it shouldn't take us as long to discuss. Yeah. So it's like five scenes. <laughs> So let's start with trailers. There's been a few trailers released. And let's start with the superhero one, which is Blue Beetle. Oh, my God. I have never seen a trailer go so hard. It looks really fun, doesn't it? It looks like it has the potential to be like a DC Spider-Man. I was thinking DC Deadpool. (laughs) I don't think it's quite that. It's not quite that tongue-in-cheek and, and self-referential. It's not that kind of comedy. But it does kind of look like, you know, teenage boy gets powers, has to balance being a superhero with home life. And the the CGI looks okay. Yeah, from what you can see in the trailers, it does, yeah. But, you know, what? I've got to say my favourite part of that trailer, I was pishing myself. When he's in, like, in the air and it's like, host is overreacting. I was yeah. like, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's it seems like this um it's like a parasite, really, isn't it? I thought we should look up who who voices the suit because it sounds a lot like Rick's ship. It gave me very uh keep summer safe vibes. Keep summer safe. Yeah, when she's talking about being able to draw upon an arsenal, it just made me think of the episode where of Rick and Morty where the ship saying, uh, all of you have loved ones. All can be returned. All can be taken away. Becky G. She was the Yellow Ranger in the new Power Rangers. Oh, okay. She's also... She's not in Rick and Morty, though. singer? Yeah, I think so, just from Googling there. But yeah, that's, okay, so she's not in Rick and Morty. So I know... Sorry, this is completely off topic, but the voice of Rick Ship is also the voice of Jessica in Rick and Morty. Okay. But yeah, I think it looks a lot of fun. I think it can only benefit from being a bit more standalone because I've found DC movies especially, but Marvel stuff more and more as it's got more convoluted just feels tied down a bit more by the greater universe and the, the the world that it inhabits and the fact that other superheroes exist. And just like how in Secret Invasion, we've had to keep giving reasons why the Avengers aren't getting involved. It just, it feels like an effort. Do you know what I mean? To keep up the the, the line. Yeah, yeah, if it... It feels like, you know, if all this is going on, then why why isn't Batman involved and why isn't Superman involved? It, t- it and... takes effort to keep the timeline in control. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe the, the easier way to do it is just not reference them ever. Swipe TVA's here. 
Uh, although I have seen James Gunn has said that uh, this version of Blue Beetle will carry forward into his DC universe. Okay, cool. So it does it does exist in his DC universe. And there's some more casting news. So we have talked about Superman and Lois's casting already. There is a bit more casting news on Superman. We'll get to after trailers. The next trailer is Ahsoka. I know that's something you're very excited oh about. Oh my god! It it just oh, it looks amazing. Like the the two, the two trailers that have come out have kind of just like slightly blown my mind because we've already had trailers for them, but they've just fully gone in with these, and I'm so happy that Sabine is going to be in there. Sabine Wren. I don't know a lot about Ahsoka. I mean, I've seen, I, I think I've seen series one of Clone Wars. I, I've not finished that and I've not seen any of Rebels, but I really like Rosario Dawson anyway. Ahsoka is a cool character from what I have seen of her and I really enjoyed her when she popped up in uh, Mando. Yeah. I don't think we saw her in the first trailer, her white lightsabers. I think we did. I don't remember seeing those before. I remember you telling me about them and how they're like they're purged and that's why they're white or whatever. But yeah, they purged the red crystals. Um but they, they do look really cool. It's amazing that after all this time we're still getting like new takes on lightsabers and new variations of lightsabers. And the other thing I wanted to mention was what was it? It was Thrawn. This is our first live action look at Thrawn. And he looks really cool. Again, oh, I thought like, he looked really shit. Did you? Yeah, I thought... Because <laughs> it's Lars Mikkelsen, isn't it? And... What I... differences would you have liked? What is there there that they could have improved on? I feel like his face looks too CGI'd. It, it looked either too CGI'd or not. I, like, it's... Too CGI'd, but not cgi <laughs> No, I, I thought it looked either, good. either one way or the other. Let me. I I didn't get that. I thought it looked like a person with blue skin, and like the eyes maybe are, are a bit too glowing to look natural. But you know, it's part of the suspense of disbelief that you have to have with these things. But he didn't look like, uh, like Adam Warlock. I always said, just looks like you've painted a guy gold. He doesn't look like a guy with gold skin. I thought this did look like a guy with blue skin. I think it literally looks like he's been painted blue with red eye contacts. There's no, there's no texture to his face. Like if you look at pictures of Thrawn, his face looks textured. Like the animated Thrawn looks textured. But like, do you know Alien? Like he hasn't got the normal facial features of a person. Like he's got a weird forehead indent and. Yeah, but some of that is just the style of animation that Clone Wars and Rebels go for. Because Anakin has weird facial features that live-action Anakin doesn't have, and Obi-Wan has weird facial features that live-action Obi-Wan doesn't have. That's just the style of animation. I know, but if you look at any kind of animation, any kind of like look of him, he's got more texture to his face, and that's just what I would have liked to see more of. Uh, this is just my opinion. It's not. It doesn't mean it's wrong. No, I yeah, I <laughs> I disagree with your opinion. So so far, like we've only seen one quick shot of him. Yeah. Um. If anything doesn't look quite real on him, I would have said it was his hair. 
but I don't know if it's just because in that shot it kind of it's a dark shot, so it blends into the background a bit. One thing about this trailer, I really want to know who Balin is and his apprentice. So the Sith in it. Yeah. Like I don't know where they've come from. Like I like you know I'm like I'm quite good on Star Wars lore and that. No idea where they have come from, whether it's the Jedi that survived Order 66 or... Are they new characters? Or are they... I wonder if they're from the extended universe, because they have pulled from those extended universe novels quite a bit for the TV show stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm, like, I'm so happy that Sabine Red's co- coming in. Obviously, she was Ahsoka's Padawan Uh if you look, and I don't know, so they haven't re- revealed this in the trailer, but do you know IMDb? Yes. Always pretty accurate for casting mm, and that sort no. of thing. No. We've had this conversation before. IMDb is about as accurate as Wikipedia because it is, it's publicly editable. Okay. It says Hayden Christiansen is going to be in it. I think that has been rumoured. I don't know if it's true or not. I wouldn't and, be also, and also Ezra Bridger, which would not surprise me. And I really hope so, because Ezra Bridger's got his master's lightsabers, which are essentially, it's a blaster, but you would not know is a lightsaber. So it's like one of the coolest lightsabers to me, I think. So I'm just, I'm so excited for this uh, TV series. Um, I can't remember the date. It's uh, it's August, I believe. August is going to be such a good month because Baldur's Gate 3 comes out on the 3rd. I have booked that off of work. I have booked the 3rd off of work so I can spend all day playing that game. Yeah, and so when I get my PS5, I think we should do maybe like weekly or fortnightly Baldur's Gate 3 streams and, and work through the story. Because you can do a co-op. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Okay, so I think that they're the two big trailers that like relate to to this podcast's interest. I did also want to quickly mention I watched the Wonka trailer, and that looks bad. <laughs> I think it looks funny. I just Hugh Grant as an umpa lumper is a weird casting choice. It is, and that was the best part of the trailer. I don't buy <gasps> Timothy Chalamet oh. as Wonka. It just doesn't feel like there's that kookiness to it doesn't feel like he's got that wackiness um it, it just it seems like he's playing it a bit too flat you know like, how do you want your chocolate dark nutty absolutely insane like there's no there's no pizzazz there but yeah hugh grant as an umplumper i am there for i quickly wanted to mention wonka but let's move on to some other news we've got some uh some deadpool 3 news so I, I assume you've seen the very exciting oh. Deadpool 3 news, oh. which is uh, Jennifer Garner's back. That is not the exciting news. Yep, Jennifer Garner back, reprising her role as Electra. I mean, it is really exciting that she's back as Electra because Electra's a great character. I do think it's kind of crazy, but a character from like two of the least liked superhero movies ever is coming back. And and like people are really pumped for it. I was like I and I I am a defender of the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. I don't think it is as bad as people yeah, say. It's, it's not as bad I, as they say. I think bullseye in that uh, Colin Farrell as bullseye, I I I'm 
totally there for that completely like out there balls to the wall crazy performance. But have have you seen have you seen the Electra film? Yeah, that is atrocious. One of the worst films I have ever watched. I watched that when I when I first started getting like really into superhero films. I would just buy DVDs of like any superhero film I could get my hands on, and I just I went through the Wikipedia page for like any film based on a Marvel hero, and and just bought them all off Play.com because they were like three quid or something off Play.com at the time. Like, price? Did you remember Play.com? Like prices were ridiculous. Yeah, um, because they were based in Jersey or something and didn't pay tax. Like that that's why they were so cheap. <laughs> it's just how casually you said that. Yeah. But then I just I, I bought them all up from there. And then I used to take them to my grandma's and I would watch them with my grandma, who at the time was about 80. And so like we'd get about halfway through and I'd have to pause it and she'd go, just just explain to me what's happening so far. And I'd just catch her up on on the story. And she used to enjoy it, even if she didn't always know God, what was your happening. grandma was amazing. <laughs> and I remember when, you know, I took Daredevil one week and we watched that. And so the next week I was like, there's there's a sequel about Electra, even though she dies in this one. So the next week I took Electra. And about halfway through, uh, she says to me, just just explain what's happening. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I have not got a clue what this film is about. I have no idea what's going on. Like, you are not alone. <laughs> also, we've just mind fucked every listener we've got because right. you said my grandma and I said your grandma, and they're like, wait, they've not got the same grandma. They're brothers. Is it a scroll grandma? <laughs> yeah, but no. Of course, the exciting news is uh, the yellow suit. Oh, I just I want that me- I want them to do that meme of Wolverine laid on the bed with the photo frame. <laughs> yeah, I want that in the film. And Deadpool is the sort of film where you can do things like that, like self-referential. I'm interested to see how they put like the metaness of Deadpool into Wolverine's character he can still be like the serious stoic one that deadpool's bouncing off just like normally it's uh it's colossus yeah or it's cable a wolverine can just fill that role uh what i'm really excited to see so obviously you see the suit you do not see the mask do we think he's getting like those big black eye things like what would you even call them the ears yeah the ears that are coming off his eyes his his bat ears on his eyes. Yeah, no, that's what they are. Their ears. Because if you look at a wolverine, it, the like the hair from their eyes comes up and into their ears. Oh, okay. Is that what it's meant to be? Yeah. Right. I've never I've never picked up on that. You need to watch more David Attenborough. Do you think that's gonna be a thing? Do you think we're, I we're hope getting so. the mask? I hope we get the mask. Everyone will go mental. And I also now want David Attenborough to do a voiceover going and <laughs> We have a Wolverine naked. Naked. <laughs> Why naked? I didn't say naked. Oh, I thought you said naked. I said snicked. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said naked. And then I was going to say, at some point, someone, probably Deadpool, is definitely going to verbalise the snicked sound effect. You know that that's the sound in in the comics. That is the sound of the 
Wolverine's claws make whenever they come out. Schnicks. Schnicked. Schnicks. Is yeah. that meant to be the Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. You, you Is that the onomatopoeia of you have to spell out sound effects in comics, same as Spider-Man's Are webs. Proud that I knew what on a mass payment. Yeah, yeah, is that on your like word of the day calendar? <laughs> Tommy Wood at day toilet paper. I wipe my ass. We on a mass Um, just like like Spider-Man's webs are flip. Last bit of news I've got. Uh, I mentioned earlier there's been casting announcements for Superman Legacy. Have you seen these? No. Confirmed by Brian, James Gunn as Brian well. Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor. No, they haven't announced Lex Luthor. <laughs> I don't think. Can you imagine if, if, if it's? Can you imagine if it's Brian Cranston? I think it's been rumored that's where ChatGP got it from. But um, so first of all, we've got Isabella Merced, who she's not a huge name, but she was in uh, the live-action Dora the Explorer film. Uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Sorry, Dora. She is going to be playing Hawk Girl. Okay. Oh, I also watched Black Adam the other day. Oh, yeah. Take out the slow motion and the fact it's not a Black Adam film. It's it's a Justice... Justice what? Society. A Justice Society film. It would, have, it would have probably been better if it was a Justice Society film. I don't find it that bad. Like, I'm not saying it's great. But some right. So the worst bit is when at Black Adam and Hawk Man, yeah, are fighting in the bedroom and it's slow motion toys flying around. Like why? The use of slow motion is ridiculous. The one bit of good slow motion is that when he's fighting all the guys with the guns. Well, when he first comes back. Yeah, and he's like zip, zip. <laughs> like that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, that was probably like the first time they used it and then they used it in every scene again <laughs> after that. Honestly, about half hour of that film is slow motion. Uh, I kind of, I, I, I like the story behind it, though. So we've got Hawk Girl. There is also, I don't know how to pronounce this, Eddie Gaffegi. Probably pronouncing that completely wrong, but he is going to be playing Mr. Terrific. And he, he played Darwin in X-Men First Class who was, you know, the the character they introduced as the guy who can adapt to any situation and then immediately killed off. Darwin? Yeah. Do you know what? Darwin's a great character. Like, that superpower is just... Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But So in this, he's he's playing Mr. Terrific, who was quite a big part of the Arrow series, um, if you watched that. I haven't. So we've got Mr. Terrific in there. There is also... Nathan Fillion, who James oh, God. always casts. This is the most interesting casting, I think. Nathan Fillion is playing Guy Gardner, who is one of the many iterations of Green Lantern. Okay. Oh, so we're going to have a Green Lantern in there. He's known to be a, a more obnoxious Green Lantern. Makes sense for Nathan Fillion. And uh, James Gunn has confirmed that he will have the character's trademark bowl haircut. Oh, dear. Which is interesting. He has also said that these are the actors that will be playing these characters going forward in the DC universe. So that kind of says we're going to have a Green Lantern film again. It was a TV series, wasn't it? There's a Green Lantern 4 TV series. 
Uh, so I would imagine Nathan Fillion's going to pop up in that. These are really interesting casting decisions. Yeah. And I think they all have really great potential. My worry is that I want this to be a Superman film. And there's a lot of people in there. And it, it feels like you're throwing in a lot of other superheroes into a Superman film. But I guess if it's his early stage of him kind of learning how to be a superhero... Yeah, but... A few people stepping in for a short while to help with that is not a bad thing. I don't know. Generally, you or I, my preference is that Superman is, like, the first superhero and other superheroes come about inspired by him. I don't know. The thing about Superman I've always hate me is that instantly he's just a superhero. Like, I feel like every superhero needs to go through that journey. Well, he does. He does go through that, that journey. You know, part of the journey is his dad dying. That's his uh, his canon event. <laughs> um, he, he definitely goes through, like, a learning journey if you look at, like, Origins of Superman. Actually, while we're on the subject, the uh, My Adventures with Superman cartoon, there's only been two episodes so far, but uh, that's very promising so far Okay, as, as a Superman origin story. There's also, uh, the last one is Anthony Carrigan is playing Metamorpho. I don't know a lot about Metamorpho, but Anthony Carrigan is um, Noho Hank in Barry. I've only seen series one of Barry so far, but that is very good and he's great in it. Barry. Yeah, have you, have you not watched Barry? No. Oh, mate, you should watch Barry. What is it? Barry is about an assassin like a hitman. Called Barry. Called Barry, yeah. Um, he's like ex-Marines uh, who, you know, a- after he comes back from the war, struggles to fit back into society and finds that actually he'll, he'll keep doing what he does best, which is killing people, uh, until he has a job in L.A. and decides that he wants to become an actor. So it's him like trying to become an actor while also being a hitman. Okay. It's it's a a great dark comedy. Sounds like comedy. a cool premise, premise. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's one of those shows that can take you from uh, like really funny scenes to just like really dark emotional stuff as well. Definitely uh, give Barry What's a watch. Sky. I've watched series one. I, I do plan on uh, continuing with that. Okay, I think that's all the news anyway. Have you got anything else? No. Okay, so... Let's move on to uh, the main topic of the episode, which is Secret Invasion, episode four. It is called Beloved. Fitting. Which, Very fitting. Yeah. Right, is... before we go anywhere, before before we talk about anything, we need to go straight to halfway through the show and talk about the scroll in the room. But before we get into specifics, I just want to know your thoughts on the episode as a whole. I really liked it. I really liked it. And it's making me think that I've enjoyed these shorter episodes more than the longer ones. Yeah, it is very short. It's like 34 minutes with credits, or 36 minutes, sorry. Yeah, so it's about 30 minutes altogether. My thoughts on this episode. So after last week saying I was, you know, I I was getting more on board with it, my thoughts after this episode is that if this wasn't an MCU show, I probably wouldn't carry on with it. What? 
I yeah, I, I'm I'm back where I was on episode one. In fact, I'm probably I, I, th- this episode just left a bad taste in my mouth. Like nothing in it was done well. I didn't think it, no, that's a lie. There is stuff in it that's done well, but it's like the first couple of scenes were really great character stuff. After that, it just seems to devolve into nonsense. There's, it doesn't feel like there's any stakes anymore, and and. and like the the reveal you were just talking about, I thought was was handled terribly, and yeah, it just like I said, if if I wasn't invested in this universe, and if I wasn't doing a podcast about it, I I don't think I'd bother with the last two episodes. I completely disagree. Also, there was no Olivia Coleman in this episode. What the fuck? <laughs> That's the only reason you don't like I completely disagree. I'm sorry, but I do. And you do, right. So the reveal we're talking about is the fact that we've been saying for months that Road is a fucking scroll and Road is a fucking scroll. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. But like, it was it was so obvious that Roadie was going to be a scroll that we predicted it like six months before the first episode was even you, released. You haven't clicked onto which scroll he is, have you? Well, we see the scroll in the shower. Yeah. And that is definitely a female scroll. Yeah, and then it shows the eyes. That's the reveal. Okay. It's Gaia's mum. Well, that's what I was going to say, yeah, because that's, again, what we predicted last week. Like, I was taking the piss. I didn't genuinely think that that Rudy was Gaia's mum. Well, no, I did, because, like I said, it was obvious that there was more to come from the from from Talos's wife because she's clearly not going to be dead. There's clearly going to be more story there, more reveals there, and it was obvious that it was going to be revealed that Rhodey is a scroll. So it just kind of it made sense to me that these two twists were going to be combined somehow. So no, that was a serious prediction from me last week. That no, I was taking the piss and I was just like, wait, what the fuck? Well, no, I didn't realize. So that shower scene. I'm like, okay, which scroll is this? Because you don't see the eyes at first. I'm like, is this Fury's wife? Like, and then it gets out the eyes. And I'm like, holy shit, that's that's Gaia's mum. And then it goes into Rhodey, and I just went, fuck me. I rewound that because I, I saw, you know, clearly female scroll in the shower, and then that's why you tra- rewound it and then transforms into roadie and i was you like rewound oh. it because it was a female scroll in the shower no i rewound well i rewound it to <laughs> double check i was like oh oh was i right and i, I rewound it just to, to double check that that was a female scroll i'm like yeah yeah okay so that is gonna be that is gonna be talos's wife although you yeah. know i all scrolls look the same to me <laughs> racist so i wasn't 100 percent that that is who that was but uh yeah it it makes complete sense and it is what i had expected the reveal to be it's why they zoomed in on the eyes so much because that's because of the thing you said monica rambo said yeah but she said that to gaia yeah and there's a thing in it that's you've got your mother's eyes oh okay okay there's they're, they're just different colors gaia's got purple but her mum's got like blue but they're like similar but the whole thing felt like so much of an anti-climax like it, it it didn't feel like a big you're not asking questions of like how has this happened where's actual roadie how long have you been at? 
Rhodey. Well, yeah, no, but they they are obviously questions that are that are on my mind. But like the the, the reveal itself just felt like yeah, it, like it felt like it was it was showing us something we already knew. It wasn't played like a big reveal. But maybe that's and the I point because Rhodey's... think it was a missed opportunity. That I don't think they've been trying to hide the fact that Rhodey's a scrub because of how out of character he is. Yeah. They've not been trying to hide that. I don't think I still don't think everyone will have picked up that he's a scroll. I don't think ever I think very few people will have picked will, will have guessed that it was Gaia's mum that's actually rode it. Just me. Yeah, and me taking piss, but I didn't expect that to come true. So I don't think that's I don't I feel like that's why they didn't do it as big reveal. It was kind of like a you already knew this. So let's like it, it was just a very fly-by moment on it. But if we go back mm. to the very first scene, this is what we were talking about this last week, and neither of us predicted that. Neither of us predicted how fucking clever Gaia is. Neither of us predicted that she would have used the, the whatever machine on herself and become a super scroll and heal with extremists. No, I, I didn't predict that, but I did say she's not going to be dead. We both and, hoped it because we were like, you can't get her in for three, two, three episodes, and that's it. Well, I, I wonder if she is going to be like the MCU's Super, super Scroll going forward. Uh, is she going to be the only Super Scroll remaining uh, at the end of this? Kinda but again, so. it just it just felt like you left it on this cliffhanger that oh she's dead, and then well actually no she's not straight away beginning of the episode no no build up to it just yeah, I feel no, like you were just dead. in a bad mood when you watched this. No, it just it <laughs> it felt like and and comparing it against the end of the episode where Talos looks a lot like he dies at the end of this episode, and I felt no emotion, no suspense, no shock when that happened because oh, we see. because we've already seen his daughter get resurrected right at the beginning of the episode. It yeah, but feels Talos like is not coming back after that. It feels like there's no stakes. I don't know. It just it's feels like it's conditioned me to to not believe when anyone's died or not care when anyone's died. I didn't click on because obviously that guard's like, let me help you up. And I was like, oh, that's because Fury said he's like with him. And then he's like, Fury's just pointing this gun at this guard, like put him down. I'm like, what? Like, why? What's what's it what's he doing? And then it turns into gravity. So I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I didn't realize until Fiori pointed the gun at that guard. I was like, oh, it's just, it must be a scroll. You'd seen Gravik clock Fiori and Talos yeah. and start walking over and using his Groot arm, and then you didn't see him again. So as soon as Fiori pointed the gun, I was like, oh, okay. There's, How sick was that Groot arm? There's the old Gravelax. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. But that's only... So we've seen him use two of the power... I mean, his face got shot off, and he was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but so he's, think, still got, he's still got two more powers to like. This is why all the scroll transformations in the series so far have been like behind bands and behind a hat that you're putting on your face. If you used because, all money on extra, yes, yeah, they saved all the budget for this episode because there were two really cool like transformations. Like, so like one was the uh gravic heel in his face after half of it got shot off, uh, the other one was Talos lose it like half transformed yeah like slowly transforming as he got weaker and weaker i thought that was really cool and really well done 
yeah, it, that, that did look good. I'm standing by my prediction of that flower, though, because so I, Talos is still going to be dead. Obviously, Fury's going to try and com- comfort Gaia because obviously they were starting to kind of bond again. Her and it, She called him dad, which she hasn't done yet. And then she got a bit annoyed. She walked off. I think she's going to find out that her dad planted that flower and that's the missing link. I'm, I think I'm still strong on that. Because that that flower was placed for no reason at, at this point in time. That is like that flower's it means something. Yeah. Okay, so we'll jump back to the beginning of the episode. So we start in 2012, which is the year that Avengers came out. Yeah, it's in Paris, I think. Yeah, it's in Paris. There's a big shot of the Eiffel Tower so that you know it's Paris. It's either that or Blackpool. I just say this scene, like my face was hugging the screen watching this. Yeah, I enjoyed both of the uh, Fury and Mrs. Fury scenes. Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla Fury. Yeah, I I enjoyed both of those scenes, and I I thought they were the standout scenes of the episode because they did feel character-driven and emotional. I, I couldn't get a read on... In 2012, are they married then, or is that still part? Is that just still them flirting? Is that like a first date? I'm not entirely sure. No, I'm not. I don't think they've mentioned how long they've been married yet. No, no, they haven't. They haven't. I don't know if they did any kind of dig aging on him here, but he does look Defin- definitely. He does look just like Avengers 2012 yeah. Fury. Which it was nice to see that like Fury in his prime again. That poem's just fantastic. Like the way they did that, they got a poem that's a conversation between two people and used it as their conversation. Yeah, and it was just a stroke of genius to me. I I just I can't say enough about this one scene. It said everything without saying it. So that scene, like I said, that's what what one of the two standout scenes. We then get confirmation that it was Rhodey who was on the phone. And so I guess if you've not worked out Rhodey's a scroll by now, this scene should be a dead giveaway. Yeah, which which it would make sense why they did it as not a, like a massive reveal. It feels like they wasted the opportunity for a big reveal by like drip feeding it here and helping you like slowly realise it over like three episodes. Maybe they're lulling you into like a false sense of security. Like, we're not doing a big reveal. Like, he already knew this. Oh, by the way, she's been Rhodey since you knew Rhodey. Like, no. since Rhodey changed face. <laughs> so that's the thing. When do we think a scroll took on Rhodey's face? It's got to be straight after Endgame. So, and we've not seen Rhodey since then. Because he's always had, he's always had the mechanical trousers. Yeah. I feel like the thing that you want from a show like this is like this character has been a scroll for you know if not if not forever then for the last few appearances or you know I'd, some, I'd, sort li- of... I'd like her to have been him so if you right so there is a thing that basically in infinity war road is fully again like by the book fully like you're in the wrong like sign the thing you're a traitor to Captain America and everything you know like in Civil War and everything in Civil War yeah in Endgame is it Endgame or Endgame when they come back and he basically tells the 
like senator or director to fuck off. That was um, Ross, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, which is very kind of unroady-like. I'd kind of like them to put it for since then. So, like, at some point during the blip. Yeah, because we said that is the perfect time for schools to have just took over. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that does make we sense. We never saw Rhodey get blipped. Well, no, he didn't, did he? He didn't well, get blipped. Well, maybe he did. No, because and she I think, took over. Because I think he's there, isn't he? Yeah, but what I'm saying is maybe that's a scroll. In, in Infinity War, Rhodey is there as other people are disappearing. Where? I'm sure he's fighting alongside everyone else in Wakanda. Is he? Oh, maybe he is, yeah, because he's with Rocket, isn't he? Like, throwing Rocket about. So, yeah, I think, hopefully sometime during the blip, like I said, it would be a massive cop-out if it was just like, oh, yeah, just like a week before the, the events of this series started, it, he was Where replaced is Rody, by a scroll. Where is Rhodey? I assume he's in the that big warehouse of people somewhere. So I, I thought that the most the most emotional scene was the second scene with Fury and his wife, a present-day scene. My heart dropped when them guns fired. Yeah. I didn't know what were about to happen. At first, I I wasn't sure if he was going to say anything to her or not, or just act like he didn't know, like he'd not heard, because, you know, he was listening to the conversation with her and and Rhodes. I think that broke him a little bit. Yeah. And he was just playing it cool and making a cup of tea and thought... Scrodes. Yeah, scroll roads. Scrolls. And then it's like he sat down and like, you know what? I can't, I can't not, I can't hide this. But I love how much that was a recall to that in bit in Paris, though. Yeah, to the first scene. But it weren't like he just suddenly said that, went into that bit. Like the conversation just flowed into them doing the, the poem. Yeah. Just the writers on this show with some of the Fury scenes, like whoever's coming up with these dialogue bits is, needs a, a raise. Yeah, I've liked a lot of the Fury dialogue, yeah. Um, I did I did also predict, I can't remember if it was last week, that she chose that face for him, and she confirmed that uh, in this episode. But it sounds like, because I thought she'd chosen that face to like flirt with him because she fancied him, but it sounds like she chose that face because she was playing the long game to getting close to him. Is that the impression you got? And then, you know, accidentally has fallen in love with him over the years. And that's why she's refused to kill him now. I don't know, because why not just kill him there and there? Maybe because we wanted to keep an eye on him, see if he would keep his promise. It's not the impression I got. The impression I got is that she was looking for a face to impress him, but then actually, like, gained a friend in that doctor. Which we also find out that Priscilla's not her actual name. Who? The Doctor? No. Uh, Scroll Priscilla. Well, yeah, of course Priscilla's not her actual name. That's not a scroll hey, name. There is you it? go again, being racist. No. You just hate scrolls. He calls her a different name at the beginning of the last episode. Did he? What did he call her? Oh, I can't remember. But he called her by her scroll name. I'm sure we even talked about it. And then she took the name of this woman whose identity she assumed. Oh, he called her a different name in the cafe. Yeah. Yeah. The most heartbreaking moment of this for me, I thought, was when she says, would we have, what were the words like, would we have ever got together, basically? 
if would you, would you have still loved me if I didn't choose this face? Yeah. And at first he just doesn't say anything. I, it's, so, it's cold though, isn't it? And he walks away and he's like, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. You never gave me the opportunity to. Yes. Basically. Which, you know. They've had sex in scroll form. It doesn't sound like she's ever like scroll form around him. So the, the scene following that is Fury uh, breaking into Rhodey's house. And this they just were felt... breaking in, he were paying him a visit. This just felt kind of laboured. It's like Fiori knows he's a scroll. Obviously, he knows he's a scroll. He probably knows that Fiori probably knows he's a scroll. And it just it did feel a bit like why why is anyone bothering to keep up this pretense at this point? No, it made me feel like original Fiori, like the the games that Fiori always plays. Like do you know with his conversation and that so accusationary in the way he's talking but not actually accusing anything yeah but i mean he's acting so suspicious isn't he like that there is no way you would have drank that whiskey if nick fury's just popped around and then been acting really over the top shifty like eyebrows are going up and down when he says scrolls like he's saying it Knowing that, that Rhodey's a scroll and making it really obvious that he knows that Rhodey's a scroll, like going, I've heard there's scrolls in the government as close to the president as me and you are right now. Closer. Scrooge is just so confident that no one knows. But I, I kind of think that I wish Talos does come back to find out that his wife's a traitorous bitch. Yeah, well. You know, who knows? He might come back in next episode. Who knows? How's that going to happen, then? I don't know. Because they brought her back and it makes sense that she did that. Just, you know, the same as Gaia came back, same as Kobe Smulders is probably going to come back. She had a credit in this. She did, but I think that's because of the 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 TV screen. Yeah, and she's on it. She's had a... Because there's been, like flashbacks and images in just about like every episode so i think she's had like a special guest star credit on just about every episode she's got paid about 50 grand for that photo so like when when does she stop being a special guest star and just be like a character in the show when she gets revitalized but yeah it, it wouldn't shock me at all if she came back and at this point it wouldn't even feel like a big twist or anything like i said it, it feels like death has no meaning in this show anymore. All right, Debbie. Debbie Dahmer. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> like, am I not allowed to be critical? No! No, you are. You're just wrong. It's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. And then the whole, like, back end of this episode just felt like nonsense. Why? Like a complete nonsensical mess. Gravic turns up and it, it just feels like such blunt exposition like remember we want the russians to think that we're doing this like he may as well have looked down the barrel of the camera while he said that we want them to think we're russian we want them to think the russians are doing this yeah yeah you said we want the russians to think we're doing this oh okay well you know what i meant not exactly like i knew what you meant when you said black panda get over it I don't know. It does feel so convoluted. Like, they're, they're trying to start this 
nuclear war between superpowers and it feels like they're going about it the most convoluted ways possible where just, you know like last episode it. with the submarine when they replaced one of the guys in the submarine and replaced the guy who could put in the call to make a nuclear strike so they've got a scroll putting in the call for the strike and then a scroll on the submarine to make sure the captain did it why not just replace the scroll uh, well, why not just replace the captain? Like, at this point, why not just replace the president and call a nuclear strike on Russia? Why not replace whoever's in charge of Russia in MCU? I'm assuming it's not Putin, but, you know. the blip. They, they used the blip to do this. Well, the no, president but, didn't blip. Because with, with Rhodey as close to the president as he is, and with, like, his, his security and everything all being scrolls, Surely there is opportunity for them to covertly take out the president and replace him. Surely there would be opportunity to ambush that submarine captain and replace him. Well, it, it feels like they've got they've got the, the perfect superpower to be able to to do this with replacing people. They seem to have access to, you know, unlimited amounts of tech. They turn up in fucking helicopters shooting missiles this episode, shooting missiles at the president. Surely you would never be able to get a helicopter like that anywhere near a presidential convoy anyway. But yeah, I just I I I'm not I'm not buying it. It's like every episode there's another attempt to start this war that then Fury has to come in and foil. And at this point it's starting to a very to feel... powerful shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that sends people flying across the room. At this point, it's starting to feel like Ash Ketchum defeating Team Rocket every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Gravelax has blasted off again. Apart from, so episode one, the plan goes off well and there's massive explosions in the middle of Russia, in the middle of Moscow. And then not a lot's come of that. And they're still trying to incite this war every episode. And yeah, I just feel like if they really wanted to do it, there are better easier ways for them to have achieved their goals without turning into a tree person like <laughs> feels unnecessary well, if he just starts going, I, am, I am gravelax yeah just slowly turning into a group i think my favorite part of this episode was when the the security guy who turns out to be gravic sees an alien who is talos and says like him the the most ridiculous English accent ever is like, oh bloody hell, that's a bleeding alien. Shall I shoot him? I don't think he was rabbits at that point. God, call blimey, governor. There's an alien. I think he were. But whether he is or not, I mean, if he is, it makes sense. It like it it's part of Gravix's character that he can't keep a single <laughs> fucking accent going. <laughs> For more than a few minutes. I mean, he said it. This is like get eyes on Talos, and I'm like, that won't Welsh. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what's what's been going on with his accent. I'm the only squirrel in the village. Like I said earlier, I, I did think him slowly turning back into a squirrel. You know, bits of green on his face, and he's got one ear, and then like on the, on the top of his head, it's Tough. like it's it's not. Yeah, it's not like a clear division between like the human hair and the scroll green is like got tufts of hair in the green still and uh yeah it, it did look like a a really cool effect he he does make his like last bit of transformation off camera 
But, you know, the special effects are only going to go so far. They all went into gravity and space. It does. No, it fades. It all fades. No, no, that last bit of transformation, it's as Fury's pulling the president out of the car, and then once it cuts back, he's gone full scroll again. What do you think the giveaway is that that is uh, Gravik that's holding Talos at the end? Because as far as I can tell, he doesn't do anything to make that obvious. No, you mean... He's just standing there holding him. He's picked him up. It looks like he's helping him to the car. But Fury clocks something. Maybe it's just showing that Fury's worked with Skrulls for so long and he knows graphics. He just knew that was him. Maybe. And also, what British soldier's just going to go like, oh, come on, alien. That's fine. After he just had to stop him shooting him. Yeah, well... Humanity has a knowledge of aliens in the MCU by this point. I don't think they're happy about it, though. Well, yeah, like it's not, it's not generally been positive experiences, but the fact that an alien was there wouldn't like you know shake you to your very core because you know they exist anyway. I think what once Fury says he's with me, you could believe him going, oh, okay, I'll I'll help this guy out. He's on our side. One little thing that I did think about. Do you know the scrolls that were attacking? Yeah. Obviously, some of them were dying. Afterwards, would they not notice that they're all scrolls? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's more scroll corpses left. For the woods. These, yeah, these have been left on a, a back road in England. Next to the woods. We couldn't be bothered dragging them in. No, but what I mean is that the humans would have obviously looked at the bodies after because they're not just going to leave them in the middle of the road, are they? And gone, wait, these aren't Russians. Or, yeah. do, you, or do you think Gravix was kind of take zero prisoners? Yeah, I think that the plan was that everyone there is going to die. And then just move all the bodies into the woods. Yeah, the cleanup squad's going to come and put them with the, the, the pile of scrolls in the woods. It, it, into the designated scroll unloading zone. Yeah, add them to the scroll pile. <laughs> just put it in GPS. Yeah, Like I said, this episode was very much of two halves for me. I enjoyed the early stuff with uh, Fury and Lady Fury. That last scene, which was basically about half of the episode, just left me feeling like I'm not invested in this. I'm not, I don't believe the bad guy's plan. It all seems overly complex and convoluted. I don't care if anyone dies because I don't believe that they're going to stay dead and it didn't have any Olivia Coleman in it so what's the point? It's fumed <laughs> that Olivia Coleman's not what? in there What is the point? She better have at least two scenes in next week's episode that's all I'm saying we need to make up for the lack of Olivia Coleman in this episode Are you saying it just needs to be a full episode of Olivia Coleman? I'd watch that It'd be a very different show if her torture scene's anything to go by, it'd be a darker show. Really thought she were going to shove that up his ass. <laughs> okay. Do, funny. do you have any final thoughts on this episode of Secret Invasion? Yes, you're wrong about everything. I really liked this episode. That's fine. But you are entitled to be fair. All to your, your points, all your all your points you've made, I, I, I get. I do get it, but I did just really enjoy this episode. That's fine. 
Okay, but I think that is it for this episode. Of course, we'll be back next week to cover episode five, whether I like it or not. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us on notnpod at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Freds. We are at News of the Nerd. Please, if you've enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. Give us a rating. And the best thing you can do to help us grow would be to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone that you think would be interested. Tell your scroll moms. Tell your scrums. Uh, that's it from me this week. So uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from the scroll imposter that is Ben. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a scroll that? noise Arr. it sounded more like the little demon thing from the, the end credits of Buffy <laughs> Arr. Grr. Arr. goodbye Goodbye, have a wonderful time. Oh, now what's that from? <laughs> um, American Dad. No. Yeah, it is. It's on the, on the end is of the Is it on that American one as Dad. well? It's goodbye, have a beautiful time. It's like a cop, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's the one? Not a doctor. Is, it, is that Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Not a doctor. Shh.